Hello, I'm Lisa Peter, and I'm coming to you from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be um, have my book review um, and ad lib about Chapter Four of the Supreme Need of the Hour: Prayer, 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 Prayer by Andrew D. Ursham. Chapter Four is the secret of working miracles. It may be properly said that these days are the days of miracles. We see miraculous things on every side we turn. Could we have believed a hundred years ago on the present day? wonderful and useful inventions. It is indeed true that human skill, labor, and patience has worked wonders during the last 50 years. But the question is, who has invented all these commercial, political, and educational wonders? Was it lazy and sleepy folks? No, a thousand times no. It was men and women of great energy, with vision and clear, clear-sightedness, and um, men and women who have suffered loss of their fleshly indulgences, to be quiet and in private meditation, who have given their time and money, men and women who work day and night unitedly, it has been the means of these mighty accomplishments. That's why we have all these great inventions. You know, our technology of our um, of our online streaming that we've been able to do for church services, our Facebook, where we can keep in touch with family and friends around the globe, uh, where we have... Uh, podcast where we have the ability to do all these different things it's amazing when we use it for god our faith book becomes facebook when we use it for god the podcast becomes godcast you know we want to spread the gospel throughout the world and when um, andrew urshan wrote this book he wrote it in 1923 the first printing the last printing was like 1990 and it's out of print today but i'm blessed that we got this book several years ago from the Pentecostal Publishing House. And so um, I want to keep on going out of here. Saying that um, any clear-headed observer knows and has seen at times that God has used so much through different people, uh, the different religions of the world. Um, God has even wrought miraculous healings and swayed many of these men and women um, from all different walks of life. And and moved in great ways. And some people may sarcastically and lightly speak of these stern facts, but nevertheless, the facts are before us if we're willing soberly to investigate that God will whosoever will. You know, if you're hungry and search, if you're searching and hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you shall be filled. We have no time to speak in detail and speak evil about what God's doing in everybody's life because, um, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're poor, if you're rich, if you was born to a, a family, a prominent family, if you was born to um, illiterate, if your parents were illiterate, or if you even, um, if you are orphaned, all kinds of things, you know, it doesn't matter. God uses whosoever will. We will now come to God's mighty miracles among our own blood-washed children, born-again saints of God, for in this we are most interested the secret of working miracles. We prayerfully beg the attention of our readers to the following infallible scriptural facts. If we were privileged to live some 1900 years ago, 2000 years ago, when we were there in New Jerusalem, when, I mean in Jerusalem, when Jesus poured out his spirit upon all flesh, soon we'll be in the New Jerusalem, yes. But if we were there when that happened, but you know we're seeing the same thing. We are in the last days. We are in the last days, and we know that we say, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Jesus, the healer, 
the same yesterday and today and forever. God does great things. We are still his his sheep and uh, and he's our shepherd. We still are um are people that know that when he said my house shall be called a house of prayer, he meant it. And yes, that was in the temple when he was um when he was casting out the money changers and the sheep and the dove merchants and stuff. But his, his house of prayer is also each man and woman that's filled with his spirit, that he lives inside of them. And he wants us not to have all that other stuff in our life. You know, um, there was a song years ago that says, Jesus be the Lord of all the kingdoms of my heart. And that is the truth. He has to be the Lord. He has to be the Lord of all. We know that Jesus is he's he is God and God is a jealous God and he doesn't want any other gods before him he doesn't want anything else nothing shall separate us from the love of God that means nothing can come between us and our prayer time our devotional time our time that we're alone with God asking him to use our hands and feet and mouthpiece we want to be vessels of honor not to dishonor Matthew 21 1 through 16 you know his house will be called a house of prayer. His house, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He says, what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God and you're not your own? For you were bought with a price. Remember when we got baptized in Jesus' name and that, and we took on um, his name in baptism. You know, we got baptized in his name. It's like having the blood applied to our lives, his name written on our hearts and on our foreheads. And when we got filled with the Holy Ghost, that's actually him, the spirit of the deceased one living inside of us because he lives again. He died long enough to conquer death, hell, and the grave, and but he rose again. And that same spirit that resurrected, resurrected Jesus from the grave is living inside of us. So we are the temple of God. We are that. And so now listen, friend, I'm, on, I'm still reading out of the book right here. You have been so kind and patient with us, but can you answer us one more question? You seem to have a great deal of knowledge of these miraculous events. Supposing we go to our homes and clean them up from ungodly action and turn them to a place of prayer and worship and do all things in the name of Jehovah. Will such miracles take place in our homes? Well, yes. If you do this just for the sake of curiosity and consecrate your house, your business, and your lives to God and earnestly pray to God of Jacob to come and sanctify you and your household for his own indwelling place you will also see that god answers prayers miraculously and that he honors them and honor him so dear friends believe on the name that the son of god which is jehovah god and worship him with all your hearts in the beauty of holiness and give yourselves to prayer continually you will at once feel that very god you will feel jesus fill your homes he will come into your homes and and It'd be like the sanctuary. It'd be like going into a church service because wherever, where two or three are gathered in his name, he said, there he will be in the midst of them. He says, my house is God. My house. This is his house. And so everything that we have in our home should reflect him and his glory. Jesus, the faithful one. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. The hall of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. My Redeemer is faithful and true. I have these sayings across my house. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Um, your eyes, what your eyes see, have faith. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Let the Lord order your steps each and every day. 
Praise be his his great name, the name of Jesus. And he will meet you there. He will meet you there in your place that you worship. If it's if if it's a a church house like what we're used to, he'll be there. If you if you enter if you raise him up and praise there, he will be there. If you're out in the out in the street in his nature in nature, he will be there. So there's no place that you can go that God is not there. A house is a dwelling place, and the house of God means the place of his habitation, and he inhabits the praises of his people. Where is the house of God? Where are where are the prayer lodges? Where the prayer lodges, that's the house of God. For my house shall be called house of prayers. When we make our homes the house of prayers, they become the house of God. When our lives are purged from surfeiting, drunkenness, and cares of life, and when they are turned towards God's name and continual prayers, we make at once our hearts the house of God. Sooner or later, he will fill that home, that life, and the miracles will take place. It is the living presence of God that works wonders. It was Jesus, God robed in flesh, and in the house of prayers that did wonders. These modern cathedrals and these houses, these fancy houses, where crowds gather for religious socials, are not the house of God until they're occupied by praying men and women of God only. When that takes place and when all worldliness and merchandise are cast out, then in the name of the Lord, miracles will take place there too, and there will be shouts in the camp. We have to have prayer, people. We cannot be prayerless folks. We cannot fill just the church house just by numbers or people coming in there just to hear a few good songs and a, and a sermon that tickles the ears. No, the days of miracles are people that is going to sacrifice and pray and you never neglect the family altar and closet prayer. If you want a home that has peace, joy, and healings, there's going to be prayer there. There's going to be assembly of the saints who pray more than they dance and sing, who pray more than they visit and fellowship with one another, who pray more than they're talking about each other, and pray with a holy life behind their prayers, and you will see the true assembly of God where he actually talks and works miracles. So the secret of working the miracles that Jesus and his apostles brought is a cleansed life first, a cleansed temple second, then praying, 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 because it's written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Where the prayer lives, there God himself lives. Where there is real no, no real prayer, there is no God. And where there is no God, there is no miracles. So let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit and ask Jesus to cast all the merchandise out of our hearts. Jesus be the Lord of all the kingdoms of our hearts. And we'll see the glory of the Lord in us and through his working of miracles. It's a historical fact that almighty men of God who worked wonders in the name of Jesus, they were a holy people and a praying people. Time after time in the Bible, it says, Peter, full of the Holy Ghost. It's full of the Holy Ghost. And the way you get full of the Holy Ghost is through prayer. All the real revivals ever taken place have come as a result of real repentance and God's people who prayed through. This is the law of prosperity in Christ. Let us yield to it that we may see God's miracles. We need them because we have among us multitudes of both spiritual and physical lame men, blind men and sin and sorrow stricken, they must be had by Jesus in the house of God. We are the house of God. Let us prove this by becoming the house of prayer. It is in this chapter, Matthew 21, that we read again, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing, ye shall receive. Dear ones, God has meant for us to learn his great secret from this chapter and know that it is a cleansed and praying life in which God enters. He lives and works miracles. Amen. Now I did read most of chapter four because it was a very short chapter and I did not 
And because of that, I didn't take a lot of my own notes as I was reading it. So anyway, that is what I wanted to share with you today. My house shall be called a house of prayer. So there you go. There is the secret. There is your secret to mighty miracles. Prayer. Well, God bless you. You have a wonderful day.